It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. This is another episode of Frontline Friday's with my very special guest, Bridget Gleason. Bridget, how are you today? Andy, I'm great. How are you this morning? Good. There's that little ting in the background. That was good. That was like... Uh, it was uh, just <laughs> as it should be. Like Tinkerbell coming onto the scene. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So, you ha- so, you're doing well, you said? Everything. Well, and you, where are you? That Which coast are you on now, Andy? On the left coast today. Okay, good for you. On a blue state. The blue state. Big blue state, yes. So, um, gosh, today we're going to talk about how sales reps should prepare for a sales interview. You know, I think this is really important. You know, and we know that especially inside sales team, (laughs) SDRs tend to change jobs relatively quickly and frequently. uh, And not just in inside sales, but in sales in general. I mean, turnovers fact of life in sales and you know, people, are looking, people are looking for new opportunities but uh, we'd run across a you know I have blog post that that I think pose some really good questions that about how how sales reps should be prepared for an interview and how they the questions they should be prepared to answer so I thought we should go through that today because I think it'd be good for people to excellent have that in mind excellent okay good I'm glad you agree so Let's, before we get to the questions, let's just talk about basic prep for a sales interview. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've told on the air the story about my first interview uh, in sales, but um, you know, for you, what are sort of the things that, that you think people should pay attention to before they even leave the house to, to go talk to a potential company? Well, I think they need to be prepared, number one. And I don't know if every if when I say be prepared... Do people know what that means? Because well, yeah. I, no, I, I, yeah, I, for me, when I, what I would expect when somebody comes in to an interview is they've researched the company, they've researched me and whoever else they're going to be talking to. And I would always ask for that list of people ahead of time. Um, they know something about the space. They know something about the competition um, so let's, let's dive into that a little bit because you know, say right. let's research the company. So, in your mind, is that just going to the website and uh, you know looking at the products and services? And you know, assuming they're coming from an industry that's relatively uh, similar, uh, you know, familiarizing themselves with the products and services. But but is there more they should do to research the company? I mean, is it uh, you know a little deeper dive, uh, perhaps to find out what's happening in the business itself? You know, any sort of other public reports or whatever. I think it's interesting to look at things like Glassdoor. It's interesting to do just a Google search on the company and see what comes up. See if there's uh, news about the company. Um, maybe they've recently raised a round. I think I, w- I would just do a general Google search and see what you can find out also in addition to going to the company's website. The company's website is what they say about themselves. What are other people saying about them? I think that's also interesting. Okay. Glassdoor is good. Yeah. yeah, if you do a general Google search on the company, click on news, not just you know, the mm-hmm. first page, because then see what's being written about it. 
Um, yeah, all good stuff. Okay. Are you so, asking for more? Yeah, yeah. So you talk about the research person you're going to be speaking with. So look at their LinkedIn profiles and so on. LinkedIn profiles, same thing. Look, Google them, see what else comes up, maybe what they've done before, where else they've been. What connections do you have in common, both people? And there also may be other kinds of connections. Did we go to the same school? Did we, are we members of the same group? Uh, you know, what are also the commonalities that you might have with the, with the person or people who you're talking to? I think that's another thing, good thing to look for. Yeah. I mean, again, for sales candidates or salespeople that are looking for a sales job, it is a sales process, right? So, uh, not saying that you're overtly selling yourself, but the preparation is similar to preparing to have a meaningful conversation with a prospect. Yeah, and I think you are selling yourself. As you're selling yourself as much as you are interviewing that company to see if it's a good fit. And that's really what sales is, whether you're the buyer or the seller, or in an interview process when the roles go back and forth, you are both buyer and seller. Mm-hmm. It has to be a good fit. And I think in any situation, that's what you're trying to find. And that's what you're trying to determine. Is this a good fit between this prospect and what I'm selling, or in the case that we're talking about, between this company and the skills that I have to offer or uh, the, the career path that I want to take. Okay, so preparation, absolutely essential, as if you're preparing for a sales call. Uh, appearance. Uh, absolutely 100% critical. And as much as people would like to believe that appearance doesn't matter or shouldn't matter, it matters. And and we really can't, it's hardwired. Yeah. We, we can't do anything about it. We cannot, we cannot change someone's, it, it's like the reptilian brain making an assessment in the first several seconds. We can't change that. And so we can fight it and say, I wish that weren't true, but it is true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we... It is true. It's, it's reality. Yeah. I mean, I did some research for my last book, Perceptions Formed, actually, in the blink of an eye, 250 milliseconds, you know, a quarter of a second. We make that first... We, we gain and we, we form that first perception of people we're speaking with for the first time. So, yeah. So, now, one of the things I know people always sort of have a quandary about is, is especially in some businesses where dress is a little more casual than might be in other places is how do you find that appropriate level of of dress you know to wear to for the interview you know is it is it you know how do you determine what level because you know in some cases you know the cases people come in and i've seen this happen where people come in maybe wearing a sport coat and a tie in an environment where that's not what people wear and and again the perception was actually negative of the person you know they were ah they don't fit in they're too formal yeah, I've heard that criticism also. I would, I, my recommendation, I would always err on the side of too formal as opposed to less formal. And particularly in startups in Silicon Valley, people are not wearing sport coats and ties. Like they don't, they don't wear them. They don't wear them rarely. Maybe if they're, maybe if they're going to see a customer. Or but a, fun- or a funeral. Time. Or a funeral. They don't wear them. And yet, um, my expectation is that the person coming in is going to be 
dressed business professional. And for men, I would expect a sport coat and a button-down shirt, mm-hmm. slacks, not jeans, good shoes, not Converse, even though those, those are hip and in right now, according to what everyone tells me. You're not I, wearing I, Converse as we talk? I have Converse, but um, no, I'm not wearing them right now, but those are apparently hip and in, and I, I can't get my head around that for business. So that's, and, and, I, and a tie would never bother me. I, it would never, and even though every single person they're going to meet with is going to be less formally attired, I would still, I think it's still appropriate that they are professional. You, 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 you dress the part of professionalism. Okay, so that's for men. What about women? Well, I think women, it's, you know, gosh, in some ways it's harder for women because there's no uniform. Um, so I would say it, dress, skirt, slacks doesn't really matter as long as they are professional and kind of sounds funny, pressed, just, it, it just mm-hmm. has to be professional, not, um, uh, I say this probably more for the millennials, not not provocative or not showing too much skin in any way. I've seen some very interesting interviewing outfits that are probably not business appropriate, just a little too much skin. Okay. And I think in a business environment, that's not appropriate. I think a good rule. Don't wear a halter top. (laughs) Don't Don't show your midriff. Okay. I'm saying these things like. Don't don't show your belly button ring. Right. Don't show your belly button. That's not a good idea. If you have tattoos, you know, the other thing is a lot of people have tattoos, which is fine. I, I don't know that you want those prominently displayed needing one. And that could be so controversial. But I, and, and most people I know do, you know, they'll wear, they're, they will wear, long you sleeves. know, uh, long sleeves. Right. And again, there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. And there was a guy, God, a great hire that I made at, engine yard and he had um different piercings in his ear and i guess his mother he was right out of school his mother had had recommended gosh don't wear those for the interview Mm. and he didn't and in fact the first month i didn't know he had them and he happened to say something to me about them and i said oh well of course you can wear yes of course be who you are here like i i'm I'm an advocate of it, and I said it's totally okay if you wear them. It doesn't bother me at all. But I also think for the first interview that that was a good call to choose to choose not to wear them. Yeah. Well, I think a good rule of thumb is for people listening to, as you're preparing for an interview, you're sort of uncertain about you know, what, what you should wear and, and the appearance right. you make, is think about it as I do as a speaker. The you know, rule of thumb as a speaker is that you dress one step above your audience. That's a good way to put it. So as you're I thinking like about that. Right, you're thinking about preparing for your job and you sort of brought this out as you know, you're going into a place to interview where the dress code is business casual. Well, be business casual but throw a sport coat on if you're a guy. Right. You know, if you're a woman yeah, maybe it's a dress one day, um, or as you said, you know, nicely pressed slacks. Or again, I I can't speak for women, but but 
you know, it's just be one step above what you think your audience is. Yeah. And, you know, I was just thinking about denim jeans specifically. I'm the worst offender. I, that's my uniform. Andy, me too. I love jeans. I wear jeans all the time. I have a bazillion pairs of jeans. They may all look the same to everyone but me. Yes. I love jeans. I wear jeans a lot. I wear jeans with beautiful Armani blazers. I mean, I, I, but I don't know that I would do that for a first interview. I wouldn't. So again, I, jeans are jeans are hard because there are. Uh, yeah, I have a weakness for expensive sport coats too. So I always have my yeah. I have my really yeah. nice jeans with my really expensive sport coats. Um, yeah. And and what would you say? Okay, let me ask you that. Mm. Would you be okay with somebody in very in an interview, very nice jeans and a beautiful sport coat? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, so especially these days. I mean, if you'd asked me this question a long time ago, the answer probably would have been no. But, but yeah, things have changed. So, um, yeah, is that but, the same? Is that the same on the East Coast? I think by industry, it is. Okay. And I really think it's you know as we talk about your both of our backgrounds is is heavily from the tech business. And, yeah, I was there at the beginning when things, you know, sort of transitioned from being, you know, more formal to less formal to increasingly less formal. Um, even though there was a period about 10 years ago, it started to go a little more formal again. And now it's, that sort of seems to have petered out. Um, yeah, it just, it depends by industry. So, if you're uncertain, if you have a connection at the company, you know somebody there, or even the person you're interviewing with, don't be afraid to ask the question. It's that's not a test itself. Actually, it's it's a good sign sometimes when people call and say, you know, I'm a little uncertain about you know what the dress code is there. Yeah, that's true. Although, you know, as you were saying that, I was thinking about okay, depending on who they asked, they could also get variable answers. I think it's still worth asking. If you're uncertain, it's still worth asking. And I would still err on the side of uh, better, more formal than less. Absolutely. One step above. When in doubt, when in doubt, be more formal. Right. I don't see many situations anymore where people are wearing, well, I see that, I, I definitely see it, where somebody will come in in a full-on, particularly men, dark suit with a power tie, crisp shirt, beautiful shoes. That sometimes seems overkill. It doesn't bother me, but I think, okay, well, you will never wear that again here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. So if I you, hope you didn't buy that for this occasion. Right. If you're given the opportunity, you're never going to wear that again. You're never going to wear that again. Right. Not here. Not here. Yeah, leave, and they're probably happy about that. Yeah. Leave the wedding suit at home. Leave the wedding suit at home. Last one I'll say about uh, clothes. And again, this one was a couple of years ago, but when I was interviewing um, again, an engine yard and right out of school, engineer came in nervous as can be. And he came in in a suit and the suit, I think it was from prom. Like, I don't think he wore it in college, like, cause it didn't fit. It was a little short. It was ill fitting. God love him. I didn't ding him at all. I gave him a big A plus for effort, but I hope he's never worn that suit again. 
that's he can retire the suit. But I, I did give him an A for effort. I will I will give you that. Yeah, I think the bottom line on the the preparation and the appearance, and we'll, then we'll move on to some of the talking about some of the questions that could be asked, is that details matter. Right. You know, one of the things that I assess people on when I'm interviewing them is yeah, their attention to detail because any job I'm going to hire them for, sales, whatever, it requires an attention to detail to be able to represent the company extremely well on the web at the level we want. So if they can't have that you know attention to detail, if they seem ill-prepared or sloppy or whatever, to me that that's a problem. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, so let's let's talk about some questions potentially that they could be asked, and and we're sort of being guided in this by an article that that we found online uh, on the Yesware blog written by Elise Musumano, and it's called the Complete Guide to Most Effective Sales Interview Questions, and it's a good article. People should check out. Definitely. And um, it sort of poses the questions, you know, from both sides, a manager side and a, a sales rep side, but we'll, we're going to address to the sales rep side. So one question that you certainly hear a lot is, what is your ultimate career aspiration? Um, yeah, I'm not sure I see a, a lot of value in that asking that question, but I know it gets asked all the time. It's, to me, it's, it's a little bit of a lazy question, but if it comes, you got to be prepared to answer it. So what do you, if you, know, you were a sales rep and you were asked that question, or if you were a manager asking that question, sort of what would you be looking to hear or what would you think would be the right thing to say? Okay. So if I'm, uh, first of all, I don't like the question. Well, no, I I like the question. I like the question, but I, I guess I, I'm, what I listen for is just what they're thinking. It's just what they're thinking about what they want to do. The reason I ask the question is because if this person ends up being someone who I hire, I want to be able to help them achieve whatever it is they're trying to achieve. That's why I ask it. I don't think there's, I don't look for a right or wrong. So if they say, I don't know yet, I don't look at that and say, okay, well then I'm not going to hire this person. So you're saying it depends on the quality of the answer. And, I, and so if you have to prepare for this, and I think it's, it's fair that you don't know as a salesperson, because, gosh, you know, especially if, if, if the statistics are right, let's say even inside sales where average job tenure is less than a year and a half, basically, is, yeah, think about the future is, is a little difficult. Um, but I think it's, I think it's what I would, I would sort of um, default to a little bit, is talking about what, what you want to be prepared to do. You know, what you hope that jobs help you prepare you to do, you know, because I think for life in general, careers in general, it's really about being a little opportunistic, right? It's being prepared mm-hmm. to, to grab opportunities as they're presented. So for me, an ultimate career aspiration is, yeah, is, is gain the experience I need to be prepared to start my own company or whatever the, some some goal you have out there. But it's okay to be a little vague, but I think I always like to hear people sort of the quality of thought about what they're preparing themselves to do in the future as opposed to having that specific goal. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's, yeah, it's not so much the specific goal. It could be things that you want to learn 
in this role or, or things you believe about this role that you think are going to help you determine what you want to do going forward and maybe theories that you have around, uh, around that. So it could be similar to what you're saying. You know, my parents both own their own businesses and sales was a big part of it. So I want to understand sales to see if, you know, understand that and to see maybe that'll lead me to where my parents own a business. Maybe I'll just find out that I fall in love with sales. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the, as in with a lot of things, it's, it's really more about the thought process than the answer. It's sort of like in school when they say, show your work. That's what I'm trying to see. Show your work. Let me see your mental work and how you're thinking about this interview or about the job itself or about the company. So this gets back to preparations we talked about. Is, is These are going to be common questions that you're asked. So knowing that's the case, is, is Spencer trying to think about it in advance because they want to know about you personally. These questions are about you personally. And yeah, spend some time to you know think about what you might possibly say. Do a little internal role play and at least have some ideas so you don't have the sort of blank stare when they ask. So another another one that people ask that's on this list of of um, really sort of preparation questions is a hiring manager asking a sales rep, so what's one thing you think our company can improve? Now that's sort of saying, hey, you know, have you checked us out? Have you really spent time sort of looking at this and considering and maybe gone beyond the, you know, sort of superficial look at our website and actually, you know, put some work into this? I think that's an interesting question. I've never, I don't know that I've ever been asked that. Have you? I have. Yes. Okay. Or a question very similar to it. You know, sort of, you know, a strategy-oriented question, you know, what do you think we should do to improve and or to, you know, enter this market or something? But, yeah, I've, I've had that, that form of question asked before, and it's, it's, you have to have an answer. You know, you can't say, you know, gosh, I really don't think I know enough to make a judgment about that. You know, I don't want to say something that's not right. Is That's not the point. You know, there's, as you said, there's no right or wrong. It's just they want to see how you're thinking. And, again, have you done a little bit of preparation? Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. I've never been asked that, that question. I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's a bad question. I understand, I understand the point of it, which is, what, how are you thinking beyond just the role? Have you done homework? Are you thinking about the company and the industry? It goes back to what we were talking about in terms of research. And it's not just research, regurgitate the facts, but the facts about the company, but research, how are you thinking about the company? How are you thinking about the market? What are your impressions, recommendations, et cetera? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's interesting. And I agree with you. The, the being prepared with an answer is important. Yeah. Being able to think on your feet being able to think on your feet is a really important skill also. So let's say you get asked something that you haven't prepared for, which is like, uh, likely. Wouldn't that be great if, if they thought of things that weren't the rote, typical, the, but good to, good to think on your feet and to develop that muscle to, to be able to think on your feet. So a question that's commonly asked is, why are you looking to leave your job? 
Mm-hmm. Now, that's a tough one. To me, that's 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 one of the hard ones to get. Not say get right, but it's it's. A, I'm always surprised how unprepared people are to answer that question. Which is amazing. Which is amazing. And so, yeah, you don't want to be dissing your current employer. That's not the point. So, even if you are unhappy, because you know the reasons you're unhappy may have nothing to do necessarily with the employer. So, this is one you, especially if you have a job and you're looking for a new position or you're being recruited for a new position, you have to be prepared to answer. This is the one that you 100% of the time are going to be asked. Yeah, and this is the this is one that you don't want to wing it. No. Because like you said, whatever the reasons are, it is never okay and never comes across well to dish your employer. Okay? Or so it's also you want to be authentic and truthful. And sometimes it's the way it's it's the way that it's framed. And like you said, you need to be prepared. And I and in, in my experience, the ones that uh, I don't want to say make the most sense, but maybe make the most sense are the ones that I. It's it's maybe around personal career progression that they're not able to get. At, and I shouldn't say that because it really depends on it. Really depends on the situation. It really depends on the situation. Yeah, but for people listening, I think that that in general, your answer should be on the aspirational side, right? Absolutely. And, and personal. And this personal. is something that I'm looking to do as opposed to the company didn't do this and their product wasn't able to do this. It shouldn't be about the company. It should be about you and, and aspirational for sure. Yeah. So if you put it in sales context, you, know, you don't want to answer about how you're solving a pain point. You want to talk about the objectives you want to achieve. Correct. Yeah, very important. So think about that. You are going to be asked. Have a good answer in mind, but again, make it future-oriented, make it about you, personal and aspirational. Um, another question that that certainly you you still hear, which is crazy, and it's not in this article, but I, I bring it up because it's one that that I still hear, and I said it drives me nuts. Is you know the old weakness, strengths, and weaknesses question. <laughs> It, it you mean when they ask what are your strengths what yeah, are your weaknesses? Yeah. Why does that drive you crazy? I'm not saying that it that I like it or not. I'm just asking well, I think why. It's it's a, it's a lazy question. Yeah, I think there are better ways to ask it that because it's the one question actually that that <laughs> sales candidates probably are prepared to answer, right? Because it's the one that's the most universally asked. How would you how would you ask it differently, or what what would you prefer? Because I would say I I don't know that I ask it that way, but I do want to know how much self awareness and self assessment takes is taking place in this person's mind. So I, this is what I'd ask. So I'd ask if I were to talk to your current manager, what would they tell me? I need to work with you, or what would they tell me that you need to improve on, or that I need to work with you to help you improve? So funny, Andy. That's almost exactly how I ask it. <laughs> I mean, I do the same. Is what would they tell me? What would others say about you? And that that is a way to get to the same the same answer. So, you know, so again, as a candidate coming in for a job interview, whether it's asked 
you know, bluntly as, hey, what are your strengths and weaknesses, which I said is sort of a lazy question or something a little more probing as, as you use, you know, what do people say about you or what would your current manager say you need to work on to improve? Be prepared. Yeah, the other one to be prepared, I heard someone ask recently, um, or, or they, what they said was, be loud and proud. Tell me about you. And that's an interesting way to put it. Be loud and proud. And a lot of people have a hard time with that. So you're saying be a little more proactive talking about yourself. Yeah, and people have a difficult time. There's, I find that, that, that candidates come more prepared almost with a sense of false modesty around weaknesses. One of my favorites is I tend to be a workaholic. That's my weakness. I work all the time. I tend to, to and I'm not kidding. I hear that all the time. Okay. That's which, a really, which is, is, you know, it's funny because, you know, especially in a startup environment, that's not a weakness. That's a prerequisite. But that's why they're saying it is, oh, that's my weakness. No, like, give me a real one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the loud and proud people don't come as prepared to think objectively. And, and if, if some people have a hard time answering that, and I think a way to get that one answered for somebody who has a hard time talking about this is what I'm good at is to think about it in his or her own mind, in your own mind, uh, as what do others say about me? That's positive. Mm-hmm. What do I hear? Oh, they say I'm really disciplined. They say I'm super focused. They say I'm very strategic. Then it's easier to think about, at least for me, then I'm not a natural, you know, chest beater. Look at all that I do. That's not my, that's not my go-to place. So, and I know a lot of people, when I ask the question or when I hear them answering about strengths, they stammer a bit. And it does get an, it does get asked a lot. So I think people need to come prepared with an answer, even though it may be a lame question. Yeah, well, you need to be prepared because it's ninety nine percent probability you will be asked that question in a job interview for sales in some way, shape, or form. In some way, shape, or form, absolutely. Uh, okay, so sort of last interesting question before we have to go, unfortunately, for today, because gosh, I barely touched the surface of this is uh, I was reading an article about a woman who uh, thinks has done HR for people like Salesforce and Yahoo and so on. And she was saying that her favorite question to kick off an interview is to ask candidates, what is your favorite pump-up song and why? And I thought that was very interesting. The lead was sort of a cultural fit question as opposed to uh, you know, something specifically about jobs. Uh, I think I'm old. I think I'm just old. Like I think about what would be my pump up song, Andy. What is your when, pump up song? Well, no, okay. Uh, here's here's the thing. When I run in the morning, most people when they run, they work out. They have this music that pumps them up and gets them going. Do you know what I do? I'm a dork. You listen to podcasts. I, I listen to books. Oh, books. I okay. Listen to books. Okay, so I more would would more likely have a pump up book. 
which is horrible, but that, I don't know if it's horrible. Okay, that, what, I'm, well, I'm all right. You opened the door to the question. What's your pump up book? Oh, Winner's Dream, Bill McDermott. Okay. He's, he's my pump up book. What's your pump up song? <laughs> Start me up. I mean, like, no, I just, gosh, ones that are like so old as to show my real age, which I do not like to put out there. Okay. What's yours? Yeah. I, classic rock stuff, I guess. I mean, I, I. Like what? <laughs> journey. I don't know. There's certain songs that speak to the time when I was actually you know, using the music and blasting it in the car. Um, okay. See? But I, I mean, that's funny. Uh, today, I mean, I, 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 uh, I have music I use to, to help me start work, but it tends not to be, uh, it tends not to be music with lyrics because I can't work when I'm listening to song, song lyrics because I, I end up singing, all, singing all of them. Same. I've got one of these memories where I memorize song lyrics pretty easily, and so if I've got a song cue in my head, boy, I'm singing. That's that's uh, <laughs> that's distracting. But uh, you know, I used to a funny story to talk about pump up song is when my son was playing travel soccer back when he was you know, early junior high years, I guess, and middle school years, and and uh, be taking him to games. He always had this one song he wanted to to listen to that got him all pumped up, and it was the foreigner song, uh, hot blooded. <laughs> and I used to just laugh because you know it's a song about a guy and his. <laughs> underage groupie um, and arranging to meet her in a hotel room. <laughs> but he had no idea what the song was about. He just thought the hot-blooded was part and the, the chorus was great. So that was his, his pump-up song. That uh, is really funny. Yeah. So so anyway, while we've run out of time, unfortunately, for today, we're going to come back and revisit this, this topic because I think we really just scratched the surface. But, you know, in summary, it's just important, important, important to pay attention to details if you're a sales rep going out and interviewing for a job. And that starts with before you leave the house, it's your preparation, it's your appearance, it's your, I said, your attention to detail in your appearance. And it's being prepared for certain questions you're going to be asked. And there are some fairly uh, universal questions. So I encourage people to go, as we said before, check out this article online, a yes where, about uh, the questions you'll be, be asked I think it's called The Complete Guide to the Most Effective Sales Interview Questions. Great article. Go check it out. And we'll look forward to talking to everybody next time. Have a great one. All right. And thanks again for joining me, Bridget, and everybody listening. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.